Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. Well, hey, my friend, welcome back to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast. I am your host, Chris Reese, and I am so excited to be here with you today. We are in episode 150, and we are answering a question that came in on one of our recent YouTube videos on eight signs that God is showing you that someone is a narcissist. And if you missed that video, you're going to want to check that one out. Jump on over to the YouTube channel after we're finished here today. So Dawn asks this question. What if it's your husband? Great question, Dawn. We're going to dive right into that. So next to a toxic mother, narcissistic husbands are the next in line in terms of troublesome relationships, at least from what I've experienced in ministry and in counseling. So I did want to dive into Dawn's question. What do you do if you're married to a narcissist? I hear this very often. And the first thing that I want you to do, Dawn, is evaluate the degree of narcissism. So we have three different levels, and this is kind of generally speaking, we have ignorant, arrogant, and malignant. So your your toxic ignorant is going to be in two subcategories. One, people that really don't even realize what they're doing. And all it takes is just a little bit of awareness and they value the relationship enough to kind of turn from their toxic behavioral traits. The other subset of ignorant can also be classified as covert. Now, one would argue that coverts are not really ignorant, and I would agree to that. They're they're not ignorant, but they play ignorant. So now we're getting into a a different subcategory. So let's say we are dealing with a covert narcissist. These are probably the most dangerous. They're the ones that play the victim. They're the ones that are passive aggressive. They're the ones that are blaming everyone else. They own absolutely no responsibility. And the worst part about it is they're friendly to your face and then there's something else behind your back. They're saying how much they value the relationship but they're doing nothing to contribute it to it. They're, they're saying how much they love you, but all of their actions say otherwise. And it can really lead a person to almost feel like they're losing their mind. Now, if you are a follower of Christ, I need you to understand, first, watch those words very carefully. You have been given the mind of Christ. You are not losing your mind. But for the sake of understanding where you're coming from, it does feel like I'm losing it because you're stepping into this relationship and you're like, okay, I just want to love. And if you're a follower of Christ and you're not a narcissist, you recognize that you're not completely faultless. So you're going to evaluate yourself. And all the while you're getting caught in this quagmire of, is it me? Is it him? Is it both of us? Is it just, I don't know what's going on. And it can lead you to believe that you're really losing it. So covert narcissists can be very dangerous. Now we have the arrogant, toxic arrogant. Now these are typically your overt narcissists. They are the grandiose, bragging about themselves all the time, can do no wrong. They take credit for things that they didn't do. They exaggerate things. They, these are the narcissists you think of when we think of narcissists. They are the obvious ones. 
Then we have malignant, and these are just your evil, psychopathic, will do anything to harm you. I mean, maliciously will get up in the morning with intent to set out to harm you. So if what I want to digress for a moment is Dawn, I'm speaking to you and I'm speaking to anybody out there. If there is any abuse that is taking place, please remove yourself from this situation. It is not godly of you to tolerate abuse. Don't go taking that scripture to turn the other cheek, meaning that somebody can just literally physically, emotionally, mentally abuse you. That's not what that scripture means. If you are a Christian, yes, God does frown upon divorce. However, there are times when taking a time of separation may be the best thing for the relationship. You see, the whole intent is not for you to now start manipulating this situation. Well, if I, if I separate from him, maybe he'll get his act together and he'll want this relationship. That shouldn't be the intent, but hopefully that's the outcome. Your intent is to remove yourself from this toxicity. Your intent is to remove yourself from a situation with somebody who has clearly broken the marital covenant. Now, when I say that, a lot of times we think that it is just infidelity. That's not necessarily just limited to that. And Dawn, if you're listening, I'm not saying that that's what's taking place, that he's broken the marital covenant. But if you were dealing with a true narcissist, who does not care about you, does not care about the marriage, does not care about the relationship, is only in it for what they can get. And let's face it, that's what a lot of narcissists are in it for. They've broken the marital covenant. So sometimes a time of separation will be helpful, one, for you to heal, and two, for them to hopefully turn from their ways. Uh, I'm thinking of the scripture. I can't remember chapter and verse, but it, it was in when Paul, I believe it was Paul, told the church to get rid of the son who was sleeping with his stepmother and turn him over to Satan. Now, that sounds like a really cruel thing to say to somebody who's in the church. I mean, the church, come on. We're supposed to love these people. We're supposed to love them back to Christ. No, Paul is saying, kick him out. He needs to get out. Now, the intention was not to cause harm to this person because we're we're evil, we're malicious, and, and we're vindictive. The whole point is to turn him over to Satan so he sees what he's doing and he turns back to God. So sometimes a separation is going to be in order, but you really do want to evaluate what type of narcissism you're actually dealing with because there are narcissists and then there are narcissistic traits. And at the end of the day, if we're truly being honest, we all have some narcissistic traits. I mean, look at any two-year-old who's screaming, no, 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 mine, mine, mine. And we are born sin-filled creatures into this world. So we really want to truly evaluate. Uh, the first step I would take is asking your husband if he is willing to go to counseling. So sometimes... If we're on the low end of the spectrum in terms of narcissism and somebody cares about the relationship, they will allow their eyes to be open and begin to repent and turn from their ways. Yes, I have seen God heal narcissists, but I, I feel like there needs to be an asterisk 
um, underlining a whole bunch of different disclaimers. Please do not stay in an abusive relationship thinking that this person is going to change. Most narcissists don't change. And the reason for that is because they are so self-centered and so self-focused that they refuse to see the error of their ways. I mean, how can you repent of something you're in denial of? Most narcissists are completely ignorant of what they're doing. Now, don't get me wrong. They know what they're doing, but they really, really don't know the extent of the demonic activity that they are perpetuating in other people's lives. So the next thing that I would say is pray. I know this sounds like a Christian cop-out, but guys, you are going to have to pray a lot. Narcissists usually don't change, but that doesn't mean that we don't pray for change. I believe, I am a firm believer, and I hope you will join me in saying that all things are possible with God. I have seen narcissists turn around. It's not overnight, but I've seen them transformed. So taking this person to God in prayer is the safest and the best place. Once you begin to recognize what you're dealing with, you want to leave it before God. Your eyes are now opened. For some reason, they were closed for a while, and now you can see. You can see what this person is doing. And your job is to guard your heart, but still love this person. And sometimes we need to love from a distance. Now, if you are in the position where you're just like, Chris, you have no idea how narcissistic this person is. You have no idea the damage they've caused. You have no idea the the relationship strain that we are going through. I completely understand. But I do want to encourage you, again, unless there is abuse or infidelity, you're not biblically released from this. And the enemy is going to want to tempt you to step outside of God's will and his timing so now you can suffer the consequences for it. So I remember many, many years ago, I had worked with somebody and I, my friend, I got to be honest with you, this is, this is very vulnerable for me. I was at my wit's end. You see, I was married to a narcissist, a covert one, and it took me a long time before I discovered that that's what I was dealing with. But it didn't take a long time to discover all of the toxic traits. <laughs> Can I get an amen? You may not be able to put a label on it, but you knew something was wrong all along. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And at that time, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest with you here. I, I didn't care about stepping outside of God's will. I would have suffered those ramifications. I just wanted out. It was life-sucking. It was toxic. It was destroying my health. And I remember working with somebody back then, and she says, give it to God. He's either going to turn this relationship around, or he will release you. And those words, my friend, they set me free. I didn't have to figure all this out. I just needed to focus on my relationship with God and let God do the rest. So 
What actually happened? Well, after much prayer and much time, and yeah, it was a lot more time than I had hoped for, God revealed to me what this man was actually doing with his time and money, and I was biblically released. My friend, it is God's perfect will that you want to be in. It is God's perfect timing that you want to be in. And what's interesting is that after I was released from that relationship, I remember saying to God, God, I'm a little scared. I'm afraid that now when I get released and I'm free, I'm going to forget about you. Please don't let that happen. And I was at a point where I was actually asking God to keep me in that relationship if it meant that I could stay close to God. If I had any intention, if he knew my heart, if he knows the future, he knows the end from the beginning, if he knew that I was going to stray from him once I got free, God, don't set me free. Because in that time, and, and I'll tell you how long it was, it was nine years. Within that time, my relationship with God had developed into something so precious that I would have gone through all of that 10 times over just to have that connection with God. So my friend, I want to encourage you, if you are married to a narcissist, God knows where you are. He knows what you're going through. And my prayer and my hope is that you will take the focus off of your spouse and put it on your relationship with you and God. He's going to do some amazing things. Well, if you are struggling with a toxic relationship, I want to invite you to grab a copy of our free Toxic People Survival Guide. I'll go ahead and include a link in the description as well as the show notes and on the website. Well, my friend, I hope that you've enjoyed our time as much as I have. If so, would you please consider subscribing and leaving a rating? I would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, remember, all things are possible with God. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.